You're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with host Jennifer Mattern, helping serious freelancers, bloggers, and indie authors go pro. Hello and welcome. I'm Jen Mattern, and you're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number 20. You can find show notes and related links for this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 20. Today's episode is another in my community questions series, picking up on the rest of my conversation with Dan Alexander, which I first addressed in episode 18. There I covered motivation, but Dan also wanted to know about personal branding as a freelance writer. More specifically, Dan wanted me to share some do's and don'ts for using social media when building your personal brand, and how you might do that without relying on Facebook. For those who aren't aware, personal branding has been a big part of my business. Not only have I been working as a freelance writer, blogger, and indie author for years, but I used to run a small PR firm. More specifically, I was an early specialist in online public relations and social media, initially for independent creative professionals, just like you and later for small and online business owners. So personal branding is an area I have a lot of experience in, not only in managing my own online brand and reputation, but also those of clients. Dan is also aware that I don't personally use Facebook in my personal branding efforts, which is how this topic came up, and I'll explain why shortly, but that should at least give you a bit of insight into the perspective I'm bringing to the show today. On a semi-related note, I've recently started moving back into PR work a bit more, Actually, I've never completely left the public relations game, more focusing in on PR writing projects than consulting in campaigns. However, I've recently begun consulting again on minor projects for a couple of long-time clients, as well as a new one, and I plan to take on even more of those kinds of projects moving forward. I'm also gearing up to relaunch one of my former quote-unquote big three blogs, NakedPR.com, Naked PR was an interesting pursuit years ago, growing in popularity at an unexpectedly rapid pace after showing I wasn't afraid to inject a bit of much-needed snark into an otherwise saccharine industry. The new Naked PR will bring much of the same critical analysis, important questions, harsh truths, and a bit of tough love to the PR and social media communities. The motto of that blog was Truth Not Charm, and that's something I plan to honor in its new incarnation. So keep an eye out here at All Indie Writers, or follow me on Twitter, and I'll link to my profile in the show notes for you to make sure you don't miss the launch announcement. If you take on any social media work or PR writing work for clients, you won't want to miss it. Now, personal branding. Let's get down to business. Let's start by briefly talking about Facebook. I mentioned that I don't choose to use it in my own personal branding, and Dan was wondering how he could avoid using it as well. So I just want to explain why I don't use it first. And this goes back again to my PR history. Now, my big issue with Facebook is an ethical one, dealing with their long history of how they deal with privacy issues, and the way in the past they have made privacy changes, for example, while opting everyone in and forcing them to sign in again to opt out. So people who were not active on the network anymore were being opted into less than private settings that they may not have approved of. And I took real issue with that. Now, I will say several years ago, Facebook came to 
a settlement with the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, over these policies. And so now, moving forward, they are supposed to make privacy setting changes opt-in as opposed to automatically opting you in and forcing you to opt out. So it shouldn't still be going on. But this came years after, and I had long since made my decision that this was simply not a company that I wanted any kind of association with. Now that is just the beginning of my issues with Facebook. There were a lot of misleading statistics over the years about their user numbers. But most importantly, when it comes to personal branding as a freelancer, the clients that I'm targeting are not generally hanging out on Facebook all day, and they certainly aren't going there first when they want to look for a freelance professional. So it didn't make sense for me to make that a part of my brand. Now, am I saying that you shouldn't use Facebook just because I don't choose to and because Dan doesn't want to? No, absolutely not. Your target market is going to be very different than mine or than Dan's. And if your target market happens to be on Facebook, and that is one of the best ways for you to reach them, then you should absolutely be on Facebook professionally. But at the same time, is Facebook necessary? No, it's not. No individual social network is absolutely necessary for freelancers. The closest might be LinkedIn, but even that is not necessary. I don't particularly go out of my way on LinkedIn to find clients. I use it mostly to network with colleagues, for example. Okay, so let's move on now beyond Facebook and why we don't want to use it. And let's talk about what you can do as far as using social media in general. And Dan asked for do's and don'ts. So let's start there. <laughs> a simple list of do's and don'ts for using social media for personal branding as a freelancer. Let's start with a do. Do build a presence where your ideal clients are. Your personal brand is more about them than connecting with colleagues. We're always remember that. So, you know, I mentioned using LinkedIn mostly to connect with colleagues. For me, I technically could use it to find work as well if I needed to, but I have enough leads coming in that I don't need to do that. But I make sure that I at least have a profile set up there and people can find me if they want to. Now, let's say you target craftier businesses or home-related businesses or publications, and they're more into a visual medium like Pinterest, then you're going to want to be on Pinterest more than perhaps Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn. You need to know where your clients are, not where your colleagues are, where your clients are. And that might be the same place, but focus on your clients. It's always about your clients. So go where they are and don't try to be everywhere. So there's our first don't. Don't spread yourself too thin by being on every social network. You cannot do it. You are a solo professional. You do not have the time to update five, ten different social media profiles every day. You just don't. And if you do, then you're not getting enough work and you probably should try something else because that kind of marketing isn't working for you. So do build a presence where your ideal clients are, but don't try to be everywhere. You don't need to connect with the same type of client on multiple networks. One network, two networks, even three networks. Stop there. You don't need to do more than that. You really don't even need to do three. 
So let's move on now to another do. Do maintain consistency across your social media platforms to a reasonable degree here. If you mostly use Facebook, for example, for personal networking, then you don't really need to worry about making it super consistent with your professional networks. You may want to keep things a little more private, though, on a personal network that you're using to connect with friends and family. But as far as your professional social media profiles go, keep them consistent. Try to use similar color schemes, use the same profile photo, and make sure that when people visit, let's say, your LinkedIn profile and your Twitter profile and your Pinterest profile, that there is absolutely no doubt that you are the same person and it's very clear in all of those places what you do. Here's another do for you. Do engage with your prospects directly and have real conversations. Don't just set up a social media profile and start posting random things and hoping that the target clients you're trying to reach are going to see you and then reach out to you because it probably isn't going to happen, not most of the time. Will some? Sure, absolutely. But are most going to say, oh, hey, I remember somebody talking about something on Twitter the other day. I think I'll reach out to her to hire her. In most cases, no. Talk to them. You know, be the one who initiates that conversation. Share something with them. Share work that they're already publishing ask them questions. If they ask a question on a social network, answer that question if you can. But engage with them. Interact with them. Have those real conversations because remember, social media is about relationships. You have to build relationships if you want to get something out of those networks and the time that you're investing in them. So be the one who reaches out. Don't sit back and wait. Another do for you, do share your expertise and commentary on relevant issues. You know, show your knowledge and have a personality. Don't be afraid to have a personality. You know, don't just share links and nothing else. You will notice if you follow me on Twitter that I have been much more personal there for the last month or two. And I'm definitely more opinionated. I talk about what I'm doing during the day. I am definitely answering people that get in touch with me. Um, I'm also having a lot more private conversations through DMs that you're not seeing, but I'm showing that I'm a human being, that I have interests not only related to my work, but in addition to that work, it's other things that people can relate to. I'm showing that I'm a human being. I'm showing that I have opinions, that I'm not afraid to share them, and it's been paying off. My follower counts have been increasing faster than they were before with only sharing resources. And I'm definitely getting more interactions. So it's been worthwhile so far. You just want to make sure you're keeping things appropriate. You know, in my case, I built my business on a slightly edgier reputation of speaking my mind. And it's one of the reasons clients hire me, that I am blunt and I'm not afraid to speak up. So I can get away with things that maybe all of you can't. And some of you can but if that's not you, don't try to make that you because you're trying to be like somebody else on social media. Just be yourself. Talk about things that interest you. You know, let your personality show. The same personality that you would show to a client if you were to contact them privately or they reached out to you. But don't come across as some robot who just sits there tweeting links or posting pictures from your own site. 
share other people's work, talk to other people, talk about issues, try not to talk about politics and religion for the most part. Now let's move on to another do. Do be helpful. Share resources. Like I said before, don't make that the only thing you do, but do share those resources. You know, do that in addition to showing personality, but share them. And not just your own resources. Share resources from other people too. Okay, at least half and half. Ideally, share from other people more than you're sharing from yourself. Now, and in addition to resources, answer the questions. You know, I mentioned that with clients specifically, but even if it's colleagues or just people that you don't think are going to hire you, but they have a question related to what you do, answer questions if you can, because you never know if a prospect is watching your stream when you do that. You might come across in a positive light to them because they see you helping someone else and because it's clear that you know what you're talking about. So share things, answer questions, be helpful. Now a don't, be a Debbie Downer here, don't use social media platforms to constantly push sales messages down people's throats. Nobody likes that. Nobody. I don't like that. You don't like that. And nobody's going to like you if you do that. So don't do that. Authors are so guilty of this. Buy my book. Buy my book. I'm so desperate. Please buy my book. And that's exactly what it does. It makes you look desperate. Well, I don't care if you are desperate. You don't want to come across as desperate. That's not good for your personal brand. So don't do it. Don't beg people to buy from you. Can you occasionally mention that you're available for freelance work? Yes. But for the most part, put that in your profile. You know, it doesn't need to go out in tweets or pins or your Google Plus updates or whatever social network you're using. It certainly doesn't need to on a regular basis. Now, if you have a product to sell, of course you're going to want to promote it occasionally. But look, the real way you're going to sell on social media is by getting other people to talk about what it is you're selling, your services, your products, your ebooks, whatever it is you're selling. And we're not just talking about indie authors here. I'm talking about freelancers who might be selling short guides and such for clients because that is a fantastic way to introduce them to your pool of knowledge and convince them to hire you. So we've talked about that before. And I will link you to the podcast where I talked about this in the show notes, which you can find at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 20. And I suggest you listen to that because that is a tool. If you're not using it to market your services, you should definitely be using it to market your services. But don't push those sales on social media. Instead of that, like I said, you want to get other people talking about you. So again, just be helpful. Be helpful, not just helping people on social networks, but if you have a blog on your professional website, then make that content as helpful as humanly possible so other people feel inclined to share it and make it easy for them to share it. That does not mean having 10 different social media buttons on your blog. Give people too many choices and they're not going to make the one that you want them to make. So whichever social networks you are most active on, make sure it is very easy for your readers of your blog to share your content on those networks because you want it shared where you are and where you can respond to it more than anywhere else. It doesn't mean you have to neglect sharing buttons for everything else, 
you know, I have a Facebook button that you can share things on Facebook from all indie writers, even though I'm not there. But you don't need one of those plugins on your blog that gives people infinite freaking options. Give them the option to tweet it. Give them the option to share it on Facebook. You know, give them the option to pin your images. You know, cover the basics. Let's close out the do's and don'ts with one more do, and that is do go into social media with a strategy. Know what kinds of things you'll want to share. Know what issues you plan to talk about most frequently. Know who your target audience is and how you can connect with them or influence them. And I hate that word. I really do. Influence, influencers. That is a buzzword that's been a huge pet peeve of mine for a long time. And if you read the old Naked PR, you would know that and know why. But yeah, so don't, don't go into it thinking, how am I going to influence people? But the truth is, you know, you do want to persuade them. You want them to act. You want them to hire you. You want them to follow you. You want them to connect with you in some way. So think about how you plan to get them to do that. Okay. Like I say, just have a strategy because if you jump into social media and you don't know what the hell you're doing or what you're trying to do, you're going to post really stupid things and you could get yourself in trouble. Just don't do it. It's silly. You know, I might sometimes look like I'm just rambling about something, but there's always a strategy to what I'm talking about. Even if that strategy is just, okay, I am very actively trying to show a personal side of me to let people get to know me as a human being more. And that's important for what I was trying to do, experimenting for these last couple of months. And it's worked out really well, like I said, so I'm continuing with that. So even if it doesn't look like you have a strategy, make sure that behind the scenes you do. Your social media interaction should not be entirely based on what you're seeing from other people. If all you ever do is react, then you don't have a strategy. And people can see that all you're doing is reacting and that you don't have anything of your own to say. So have something to say is what it comes down to. Now, we're done with our do's and don'ts, but Dan had asked specifically about building a personal brand as a freelance writer without Facebook. So what I want to do is shine a little light on a few other networks and tell you how you might be able to use them to promote your freelance writing services. So we'll start with Twitter. Twitter is my own primary social network. I get quite a bit of traffic from Twitter for my blogs, um, specifically All Indie Writers, which is the main one I promote there. Although you will see much more promotion there for Naked PR when it launches, and also for my former small business blog, which is now focusing on online business, online marketing, online PR, social media, things like that, called bizamo.com. That is the other of my big three blogs. And you'll see a lot of content from all three of them as I go forward here. Now, sharing links is great. Like I said, I get a lot of traffic from that. And what I found is on ad supported sites, like All Indie Writers is currently, the more traffic I get from Twitter, the more I earn in ad revenue. And it actually converts a little bit better than search engine traffic does for me. Now that won't be the same in every specialty area. And again, if you're only promoting your professional site and you don't have like a niche blog, you might not have ad revenue. You might not be trying to sell something specific there other than your services. So, but yeah, share links to resources that your target clients would care about. 
And like I said before, that's not just links on your own site. Share links from other people, even if they're your competitor. And again, make sure it's for your clients, your target clients, the people that you're hoping will hire you. Don't tweet things for other writers if your goal is to build your personal brand to get clients. That is not my main goal on Twitter. I get my clients in other ways. They find me via search. They find me via referrals. I've built a business where they're already coming to me. I don't have to use my social networks specifically to target prospects. So don't look at what I'm doing necessarily on my account as an example here. If you want to use this for your personal branding and your personal branding is about freelancing and finding clients to hire you, then what you share should not be for other writers. It should be for those target clients. Just remember that. Now, something else you can do on Twitter to attract clients is highlight portfolio pieces. So show off articles that you've written for other clients. Always disclose that fact though, and don't do it all the time. Okay, just remember, always disclose client relationships if you're sharing something from a client. You don't want to make it look like you're just randomly sharing this and then have somebody find out that you had ulterior motives. That's just, that's not how you build a responsible personal brand. Now, also on Twitter, you can engage in conversations with prospects. Like I said before, answer questions. You could just share quick tips and again, let your personality come through. It's only 140 characters, but you can get plenty of personality in those 140 characters. Trust me. Now let's move on to Pinterest. It might not seem like the most obvious choice for freelance writers, but consider setting up a portfolio board where you'll share images on, you know, from articles that you've written for clients, for example, or you might share images of brochures that you've done or of white paper covers where they can go and download these white papers or consider setting up a board featuring content in your specialty area. You know, just make sure that your target clients are the type who are going to be using Pinterest before you invest the time because that isn't the case in all industries. Again, think of things like craft-related industries or home-related industries. If you write for wedding planners, for landscaping companies where photos might be much more important to those specialty areas. So they might be more likely to use Pinterest in promoting their own businesses. And if they're there, then you should be there too. Now let's move on to Google+. This is, you know, I don't know. People seem to have a love and hate relationship with Google+. I have a love and hate relationship with Google in general, but I actually like Google+. What I like about it is the fact that people seem to have much more in-depth conversations with each other there than they do on other social networks. Now, if you use Google+, there are several things that you can do to try to attract clients. Again, share content, not only your own, which you can share things you've done for past clients, like portfolio pieces, but also share other things related to your target prospects industries and engage with them, have conversations. If your target prospects are sharing things on Google+, comment. Leave valuable comments. Don't just say, oh, this is great. Thanks for sharing. Don't just plus one it. Leave a comment with real substance. That's what's great about Google+, is you have the space to do that. 
So do it. You can also sort your followers in Google Plus using their circles. And what that does is it allows you to better target what you're sharing to specific groups of people. So if you do happen to network with colleagues there, for example, as well as potential clients, you can share different content with each circle. Now let's move on to what is probably the most obvious social network for freelance writers to use in their personal branding, LinkedIn. The top thing to do on LinkedIn is keep your profile updated. And I am not always good about this because as I said previously, I don't really use it to actively find clients. But if you're trying to do that and you want them to find you and you want them to reach out to you to hire you, make sure your profile is up to date especially if you've mentioned availability or specific services. Also connect with people and companies that you'd love to work with. Contact employees, get to, you know, get yourself involved in conversations with people who might be in a position to hire you. Even if they can't hire you right now, get on their radar, talk to the marketing people, the PR people, the ones whose departments might need to bring in external writers at some point. Also, join groups and engage in meaningful conversations there too. Again, that might be groups with colleagues, but more importantly, join industry-related groups if you happen to specialize in an industry. If you don't specialize in an industry but more specialize in a certain type of writing like I do with business writing, then think about your target clients. Who do you really prefer to work with? For example, in my case, even though I don't have an industry focus, I prefer to work with small and online businesses. So I would join groups where those small and online business owners are hanging out. If you prefer to work with corporate clients, then you're going to want to join groups that they're hanging out in. And if you're targeting publications, then join groups where you're going to find editors, where you can start making connections and building relationships with them before pitching them. You can also consider publishing relevant content directly on LinkedIn. For example, you might publish industry commentary, show off your knowledge of the industry and give insights that you have that might be valuable to your prospects. Don't make this random writing samples though. All right? Do not just publish random blog posts to say, oh look, I can write. If you wanna do that, have your own blog. Do it on your website where it's your own owned media. On LinkedIn, make it all about your prospects and being helpful. Like I said before, you know, you have to be helpful. That should be your number one thing in the back of your mind when you're using social media for personal branding is be helpful. So ask yourself that if you're going to publish something on LinkedIn, is this going to help anybody? Is this of value to anybody? If not, don't publish it. Don't waste your time. And don't make it beginner level content either. You're not out there to show that you know industry jargon for example you know get out there and present yourself as more of a thought leader in your specialty area by publishing more in-depth information and commentary and feedback on industry issues share insight share something that comes from you uniquely from you that any old joe schmo who says oh hey i'm a writer today can't just go out there and share. You need to show off your industry expertise or expertise related to the types of clients you're trying to work for. 
or their industries or the issues that are facing them, even if it's a more general small business, online business, corporate issue, for example, like I mentioned before, you want to be someone that they can trust. You want to be someone who has something valuable to offer, someone that they say, oh, hey, you know, that person might be able to help me. That's how you're going to stand out and get decent paying gigs through your social media connections. And again, you know, this is the PR person talking in me, but you don't want to just be a cog in a machine. You know, personal branding is about building your reputation. You want to be seen as a thought leader. You want to be seen as an expert. And don't ever, ever, ever call yourself an expert. And don't use the word guru. That's, that's just gross. You know, those are things that other people call you. They're not things to call yourself. But that is an image that you want to present and portray by having something authoritative to say, something that matters, you know, that people need to hear, that they don't just want to hear, but that they need to hear. That's who you need to be. If you care about your personal brand, if you care about your reputation, if you care about making prospects respect you and want to come to you to work with you, that is what you can do. And LinkedIn is a great platform for you to do that. So to rehash, if you need to build a personal brand as a freelancer using social media and without Facebook, as Dan said, then the key here is to target the right people with your social media profiles to have a strategy, to not be afraid to show your personality, and to remember it is about being helpful and building relationships, not pushy sales speak. Be helpful, build relationships, remember that your prospects are people, and when you connect with them with those things in mind, you'll have a much better chance of building a working relationship out of that social media interaction. And that is all I have for you today. So check back in next week when I'll be joined by Yolanda Prinzel. We will be talking about critiquing and editing other writers' work and some of the pitfalls you might come across when doing that for writers you know. Do you want me to tackle something specific in a future episode like Dan did here? You can submit your writing-related questions through the contact form at allindywriters.com slash podcast. Or you can email me at jen, that's J-E-N-N, at allindywriters.com, or by leaving me a voicemail at 484-575-1345. You can find show notes and related links for this episode at allindywriters.com slash podcast slash 20. You can also access this podcast, audio blog posts, and related audio productions by visiting freelancetheater.com. You've been listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with Jen Mattern, a freelance theater production. Freelance theater. It's all writers need for life's little episodes.